0: for love Talk with the love ladies,
1: Kathy Anderson Brock and Carrie
2: Hello, friends, and welcome to today's Christian Talk. Thank you, Gavin. It's such a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is Coach Terry Brinknkader, and you have found the love ladies here on Love Talk. The bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. Building bridges of love and leadership, and today
0: we have our amazing friend in studio, Kathy Underbrug. Hey, Kath. Hey, Carrie. It's great to be in studio again. Enjoying Austin, Texas. What a fantastic state to be able to live in, and I love that Austin is able to be a light and um, and just building bridges of, of leadership out there with other with other states across the nation. And where I'm residing right now in Boise, Idaho, Boise is a sister city of Austin. and What so does it, that mean? It
1: sister
0: means city. That they have kind of a relationship that goes back, and they help each other and encourage each other. Hmm. And even with plans, for example, the state capitol in Boise, Idaho is the exact same plans, the blueprint, everything is exactly the same as the state capitol in Austin, Texas. It's just... A wee bit smaller. I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. So they copied us, but on a smaller scale. We shared. They did not have to copy. We shared. we shared. Yes, we shared, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful thing to do. And so, listeners, what are you sharing today? (laughs) And what what bridges are you building today? Are you building bridges that uh, reach across and love that neighbor and love that person across from you? Uh, It's a great thing to ask ourselves, what are we building today? And for all of those moms out there with those little four-year-old boys, can you build it? (laughs) Yes, you can. Isn't that Bob the Builder? I remember him from such a time ago. Well, okay, friends, we do have a great program. You know we're in this incredible summer series, A Day in the Life of a Witness. We have been interviewing a diverse group of people Um, young and old, those who are um, just uh, still teenagers and starting to go into college, those who are well out of college (laughs) and have lived beautiful, incredible lives, and God is still doing amazing things there. Uh, We're going to be interviewing a missionary couple. That should air, I think, within these next two weeks. We've had uh, the communications manager from Museum of the Bible. And, And why are we interviewing all of these people with... It's for one purpose, because all of these people are witnesses to those around them in very diverse ways. None of them have a theology degree, yet all of them are sharing what Christ is doing in their lives, some through books, some through social media, some through going out in missions and serving, some just in their workplace choices. There is nowhere you are that you cannot be a witness for what Christ is doing in your life? And today, another amazing interview that we're so excited about. We're going to be love talking about standing strong. Uh, with a good friend of Coach Carrie brink a sweet soon-to-be college student. And she is one of God's women in the world who is a bright light, helping others to live and love their very best. You, friends, you're going to really enjoy meeting her today. So our theme
2: today, Standing Strong, with our beautiful guest, Paris Brinkley. Key verses for today as Paris has just finished up high school and is heading to college. 1 Corinthians 15:58, Be Steadfast. Immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Kathy, when I think of those words, steadfast, immovable, You know, so many times, uh, I think our Christian walk, we kind of, I feel like those, you know, those, um, giant blow up things that you see, like at the car dealership that blows in the wind with the crazy arms, (laughs) right? I always say that's my doppelganger. And, um, but sometimes in our Christian walk, that's the way we feel, like we're blowing around in the wind. Which way should I go? Which way is the Lord leading? But 1st Corinthians says, be steadfast and immovable. He wants us to just plant our feet and be strong for Him. So as we talk today in our show, we will absolutely be exploring that. Today, well, Kathy, you have spent some wonderful time here in Texas. Your time is actually coming to a close pretty quickly, and you'll have to go back to Boise. But I know every day has been filled with dinners with all friends. Last night you got home at like midnight, girl. You were just partying with <laughs> all your friends.
0: It's <laughs> true. It's it's so funny. You know, we um were in Texas for almost 20 years after we came back from living in Australia, and I had been. I have a favorite and a favorite auntie, and um, for years I'd been trying to convince them to move out from California to Texas, and I'd been working on working on it. And it was the same summer that Eric said, "Kath, we have to move to Boise for mm-hmm. a job." The same exact summer that my cousin called me and said, "We're so excited, we're finally moving to Austin," and oh. I, it just absolutely killed me. Now at the time, I thought I was only going to be gone for a year, and I said, "Hey, no problem." we're going to be back in a year. We're going to have so much fun. But, you know, as you know, Carrie, we've ended up staying there a lot longer than expected. So when we come back, we always just have a great time getting together. And he has a, a young daughter, my youngest, Faithy's age. And so her name is Zoe. I like to call her Z. And it's funny because Aww. you have a Z as well. It makes me always think of Mackenzie <laughs> and your family. Mm-hmm. And they just have the best time together. And my cousin, Anthony, he's like this incredible cook. Now, he's He's a techie guy, but he loves to cook, and so he brings us over and makes us these incredible, like <laughs> just these incredible dinners, and we're there all night. and And yes, we we did not get home until about eleven thirty last night, and I got to bed about about twelve. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but bright eyed and bushy tailed today, that is for sure. <clears throat> well, you know my um, my world. This is high time for basketball at this time last summer uh, my guest and I Paris we were heading about to head to Dallas and to New Orleans and Atlanta and Kansas and all the places and so that's where I am heading over these next few weeks um, leaving my husband in charge of getting the kids everywhere they're supposed to go that's a little frightening <laughs> <laughs> but it will all work out well Let's introduce our guest for today. Our special guest today is Paris Brinkley. She's 18 years old. She's going to be attending St. Edward's University in the fall. She is the youngest of three girls growing up in Burnett, Texas, and graduated from Burnett High School, just like her parents. Uh, She has grown up in a Christian family, and as a young girl, she just had a passion to help, encourage, and motivate other young people to live out their God-given purpose. Her hobbies include, of course, playing basketball, making videos, and sitting outside on the front porch with a hot cup of coffee. Uh, she's, my, she's my soul sister. Um, <laughs> and She is the offer, author of a new blog called Godfidence, which I can't wait for you guys to hear about, and the creator of the YouTube channel, Think Brink. Hi, Paris. Welcome to Love Talk.
1: Thank you. It's so great to be here on Love Talk, and I'm excited to chat about standing strong.
2: Well, I have to tell you, listening friends, last summer as I got to know Paris, um, she is just a, on the outside, just a drop dead gorgeous young woman and incredibly feisty on the basketball court. This girl has broken both arms playing basketball at the same time. Um, you broke your nose. Uh, yes. Yes, broke her nose. Um, what else? Oh, that's right, and her back. And you keep going.
0: Yes. Okay. What, what, back, what, what word did we use in that opening? Steadfast and <laughs> immovable? <Inimovable. Wow>. <laughs>
2: she is tenacious. And um, as as I got to know Paris, and she's like, "Oh, well, coach, I have this um, this YouTube channel called Think Brink, and it's just about encouraging young women in their godly lives and how to." how to live godly lives. And I just thought, oh, my stars, you're amazing. (laughs) So, Paris, uh, tell us a little bit today as we start the show, how did you come to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ?
1: Um, well, I'll just start off saying that, um, I was always really intimidated when someone would, um, talk about, like, saying your testimony and stuff because, like, I feel like I don't really have a crazy story or a crazy, like, transformation in my life. Um, but I guess I would just say that my whole life I've grown up in a Christian family. Um, I've always been surrounded by strong people that were strong in their faith. Um, I always, I saw my parents lead in the church and I was always in church every Sunday. Um, when I was six years old, I accepted um, Christ and I meant it, uh, but it was till I went to church camp and kept seeing all these kids, like, have this emotional, like, relationship with God and, like, connecting during worship and just, like, crying and, like, you know, all those emotional things mm-hmm. about camp, and I always felt like I never felt that or, like, what does that feel like, and I knew I wanted that, um, but I didn't realize that it took something, in me that I needed to say I needed Jesus and I needed Christ and I needed to surrender to him and really recognize him as someone who's going to transform my life, give me peace and give me my joy. Um, so like two years ago, it was a time where things were happening in relationship with friends and just other people. And it caused me to worry and be fearful. Uh, there wasn't a day that went by that I wasn't always filled with worry Mm. and just bad thoughts were in my mind and it took me meeting with my youth pastor's wife who became my mentor and gave me the book Captivating and we did like a study on it and we went through those chapters and the topics on it and just how God created women to be strong and loving and gentle and why he created us and the importance of it, and so that's when I really learned, like, who I was and why God created me and that I'm my own person, not based on my relationships on this world, but, like, who I am, and I can't base my happiness off of people around me. So that's when I really began to have, like, an intimate relationship um, with Jesus and stuff was when I recognized that, like, He created me for a reason. Ah, and... uh, I
2: love that, Paris. You know, it's interesting that you say, you know, I don't have a crazy story, I, you know, I was standing picking my kids up from youth group a couple of weeks ago, and a couple of dads were were standing there and they were talking about how so many times we hear these stories of of conversion you know i, I well, I thought I was a Christian, I walked away from christ and then I, I i and i and I did walk away from Christ and I did all these things and then I came back to christ right and that's what we we tend to to put in front of our kids all the time, and they were talking about, has anybody here Does anybody have a a benign story, you know, a story where they have just always loved Jesus and they've never walked away from Christ? Because it would be amazing if our kids could hear a story like that, if our our teenage kids could hear a story of somebody who's just always loved Jesus and, and, and Jesus has really taken a hold of their lives and they have a personal relationship with him. So very interesting that we were just talking about that. And uh, these dads were, were looking at each other going, where, where can we find that? And uh, so don't ever apologize for that, Paris, because that's a beautiful story of of how you have pursued Christ and he has pursued your heart. And... Through a mentor in this Mm -hmm. book, Captivating, you have come to know who you are um, as a godly woman at such a young age. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll, we'll be talking more with Paris Brinkley about standing strong as she has through her high school career and about taking God to college with her when we return to Love Talk right after this.
0: And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW, The Bridge, Central Texas Christian Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock, in studio with me is Coach Carrie Brinkater and our amazing guest, Paris Brinkley. We are love talking today about standing strong, and Paris, I have to tell you, you know, you kind of gave us a bit of your background opening up, and I, and I loved that you said, I realized that it wasn't other people that were going to make me happy when we were talking about how you came to really develop that intimate relation with, relationship with Christ, you know, I think you know, we have happy meals and we have happy situations <laughs> and happy circumstances and we just want life to be easy, but our happiness does not depend on those things. That that relationship with the Lord gives us that peace and joy that you cannot find anywhere else so that in difficult st- circumstances, in heartbreaking circumstances, we can still have that joy. Um, Now, there's something that I wanted to um, um, ask you about because you you talked about – I know that you've graduated from high school. You're going into um, your freshman year at St. Andrews. St. Ed's. St. Ed's. Okay, (laughs) St. Ed's. and now in high school, that can really be a venue that sometimes just swallows up Christians. I mean, there's so much happening in high school, so many, um, I guess temptations, different directions that you can go in, and people pulling at you and actually maybe telling you that uh, a pure heart and a pure mind are not cool. You know, you gotta experience life. You have to discover all of these things so that you can choose whether or not you want to follow them. So, can you talk to me a little bit about what what it means for you to stand strong in your faith as a teenager?
1: Yeah. So I guess going from a Christian school and into a, a public school, uh, I realized that standing strong um, is just realizing all the things that Jesus has done in my life and the many blessings that he has given me um, and realizing that nothing is better than that. Uh, through standing strong, I feel like it could help someone, and because then you're seeing the hurt in other people, and then you can see their need for Jesus and help them out that way. So I I knew that going into a public school that that would be big for me to stand strong because that way I can help other people who are hurting because I know there there's a lot of people in the public schools that you know need Jesus and they need that and they need someone that's going to stand strong, not that's just going to um, come down to whatever hurt they're feeling. So. Well, so
2: Paris, you've mentioned that you know you went to a. a Private Christian high school, or excuse me, private Christian school, your whole life up until your senior year in high school. And I know you and your parents really took a long time to pray about that and to pray about switching schools. What a change! I that that is a huge change. You're the school that you were attending. You know how many people did you have in your class at your private school? Thirty like- maybe.
1: Yeah, like around 30. About 30. And
2: then you're going to Burnett High School, where you now graduated with how how many people? 200, maybe. maybe, huge change for you. And so, you know, processing this through the lens of a teenager, right, as well as through the lens of stepping out of your comfort zone in a Christian school and into the public school setting. Tell us about, you know, your concerns, your fears, and even your excitement as you
1: ventured into this new journey. Yeah, so I had gone to a Christian school since third grade up until, up until my junior year. And then just some things changed, some really drastic things that it couldn't, I don't know. Did, that was the whole God thing about it, which is how big of a deal it was. Um, and I went from a Christian school where, you know, they teach God in the classrooms and teach you uh, how to live in the purpose God has for you. And then. Um, just to tune into that purpose, and so I was always surrounded by strong Christian leaders and all that, and so that's all I knew, Um, but then I, all that stuff happened, and I was super nervous about the change going in to burn it, but one thing that I would say was like, I was never sad about it, Um, I never cried, it was weird, I just kept telling my mom, like, is something wrong with me, like, (laughs) I don't know why I'm not crying about it, everyone else around me is crying, you know, my friends and all that stuff, but I couldn't, like, something was I would say now like God was protecting my heart and because in some way it felt right and almost like okay all this stuff happened well maybe there's a reason behind why he's sending me to burn at high school and that um it was his plan and so yeah the whole summer I was super nervous about it but I just tried to keep a positive attitude about it and just try to think that you know maybe there's a bigger plan in this Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was I think the biggest thing for me going into a public school was the foundation that I had from my Christian school because that was the biggest thing for me. I knew that going into public school that it wasn't going to change me from following Jesus. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to um, try to fit into any other group because I feel like being a senior in general, that brings maturity and especially being a Christian and then going into a public school is like I knew nothing was going to change that and then I was going to stick to who I was and luckily the basketball team like there's some great girls on the basketball team who are Christians and then love Jesus and so it was like a perfect um, way for me to come in because I didn't need to try to fit into any friend groups or anything I had the basketball team and I feel like God just put that in my life like it was, it was so great. Now, That's Paris, cool. there's something that, that I just love. You
0: have this verse from Isaiah, which I love that a teenager has a verse from the Old Testament. Like, a <laughs> <I was> cool. <laughs> so, yeah. verse from Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So you're telling me then, as a Christian, you had been a Christian for all your life there was there's still fear there's still moments of being dismayed you still have to remind yourself that sometimes you need someone else to be strong for you Uh, because i think so many times like the christian life it just sounds so perfect like oh we're never afraid we're always loving and all of this stuff but you struggle with these same things that teenagers struggle with no different you experience the fear except instead of pressing into that fear you do something different You press into scripture, you press into that relationship Mm -hmm. with God, and then you go and you share that with others. Yes, That's pretty cool.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Paris, last summer, as I got to know you, we we started talking about your YouTube channel, uh, Think Brink, which everyone go to YouTube, look up (laughs) Think Brink. It's precious. Um, Paris is is on there. She's got a lot of different, different topics on there. You not only talk about Jesus, you talk about makeup right? You talk about all kinds of things on your YouTube channel. It's really cute. So tell me why you started this and a little bit about the subject matter.
1: So it all started after I read that book, Captivating, with my mentor. And that's when I really started understanding, like like I said, God creating women and who we are and how we should be and that we should be strong and all that, all that stuff. And so it was when... Um, I had this deep calling that I wanted to share with girls the truth about who they are and share the struggles that we all go through, the fears that we have. Um, and so I just started covering, like, the main topics or chapter I, chapter by chapter, and I did topics over self-confidence, trusting in God, and how to stop controlling situations. I just felt called to do that. And I also did my makeup and my fashion because <laughs> I also enjoyed that. And so, yeah, Oh, I
2: love it. We got we got Jesus and makeup and fashion tips. I love yeah. it.
1: Of course. I mean, of such course. a good Southern girl, I tell you.
2: <laughs> oh, so you use this YouTube channel to, to broadcast this incredibly positive material, Paris. It's you know, there's so many forms of social media out there. Uh I know that social media plays a very big role in your life and you're using this. For good. Now, be careful here, Paris, because um, you know uh, there's Kathy and I. We've got teenagers, right? And uh, we oh, yes. we tra- traversing the waters of social media is difficult. So help us with this. T- tell us about your social media.
1: Um. Well, I love social media because <laughs> I like to take pictures. I like to edit them. I like doing all that stuff. I'm a girl, yeah. So <sighs> I like fashion. I like makeup. So I kind of just had this. I wanted to make it good because I think so many people and so many parents i don't want to like step on my toes but like i I think so many people see it as a bad thing and that Mm -hmm. it's hurting our generation um but i personally think and this goes in any topic in the world today i think there needs to be more christians in things stepping up and even in politics you could say that too i'm really interested in that too Mm so i think that like there needs to be more christians on social media putting out the truth and good stuff i mean i try to post scriptures on my Instagram story or just all my story and talk about Jesus and just fit him into my everyday life because I think so many people and so many girls, they don't know how to just integrate him into their everyday lives or even what they post. And so if that means posting a scripture and someone just scrolling through social media and seeing that, that could help someone. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of girls in need to put good things out there and I think it's possible and social media can be a good thing.
2: You know, I'm I'm super guilty of this, Paris. You know, last summer... Z is going into her freshman year she doesn't even have a phone right and she's asking for a phone and so we we did the phone and then she goes she's going on a trip with a friend and she asked me to get snapchat and i think like my heart starts palpating i'm like snapchat i don't know about snapchat you know and i'm getting these the horrible visions of snapchat and i've got a good kid right i'm I keep telling myself i have a good kid um and so i'm like okay you can get snapchat Um, And I think you have really helped me, Paris, to understand that social media can be used for good. And I'm always telling my kids that, like, this tool here should always be used for good. If there's ever a question about what you're doing, you just need to ask yourself, does this honor God? And does this honor my parents? And does this honor me? And if the answer to any of those questions is no, then you need to stop what you're doing and, and find a new track. And Kathy and I were talking on the way over here. You know, there's so many great great things to follow on Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook even. You just have to find those things. You can fill your feed with trash, Mm -hmm. or you can fill your feed with good things that are bringing you joy. And so for you to be a voice out there, Paris, is just amazing. So would you give parents of teenagers any
1: advice? What would you say? Uh, I would say for parents, I know that my mom, like, She's always had a social media, and she's always posting on it and then also keeping up with us. Like, she sees everything we post, but not that she's worried about us, but just having that and just being on there with us. Like, there's nothing to hide, but I think mm-hmm. it's important that, like, my mom has always taught us, like, right from wrong in any situation in life. And so, like, I know what I, I can post, and I know what not to. I know what's acceptable. So I think that's important, just communicating in a way about social media and how you feel with it. Um, teenagers, I would just say that, like, even I fall um, guilty to, to this is comparing myself a lot of the times mm-hmm. because a lot of things that girls can post are unrealistic and not real. And sometimes you look at that and you're like, well, am I living up to that? Is that my life like theirs? And you start comparing. So, like, that's the dangerous thing about it for me is just comparison. Mm-hmm. And so –
2: just you to have to see. stay grounded as you're mm-hmm. a, as you're looking at social media. Well, I, I love that, and your mom does a great job of posting. It's always about her girls, almost always about her girls, and um, just all the sweet things you guys do together. It, it really is precious. They have such a great relationship with your mom, and so maybe that's something that we can explore with our kids as parents, Kathy. Right? in, in making and your girls have social media. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Instagram.
0: Yeah, I mean, my youngest, she's the one who loves the makeup, the hair, the fashion. And she, she'll, she you know, so I'll sit down with her. I'll say, like, okay, show me your favorites. What did they post this week? And she'll show me all the different lipsticks and, you know, <laughs> the way that you put on stuff. And, I mean, it's pretty amazing the stuff that they walk you through.
2: Well, friends, I just realized it's time for us to take our break. When we return to Love Talk, we'll talk to Paris about journaling. Paris has been journaling for quite a while. And that has actually turned into a little bit of a blog for her. So when we return to Left Talk, all things positive, standing strong with Paris Brinkley right after this.
0: And welcome back to Love Talk, listeners. It is a great day, and we're so glad that you're joining us to build bridges of love and leadership. We're talking about standing strong today with 18-year-old Paris Hilton. No, Paris (laughs) Brinkley. Paris Brinkley. Uh Okay, now you know. I know the name Paris Hilton because I have a young (laughs) 14-year-old. I have social (laughs) media. Yes. Well, thank heaven she really hasn't been in the headlines lately, so I haven't heard a lot of. About Her, but we are That's with so Paris funny. Brinkley today, and YouTuber and blogger. So much fun having a, a chat with you. And I, I, you know, I did want to, to tell all of our listeners our archives are all up to date as of two nights ago at midnight. <laughs> they are completely up to date. So you can go and get all of our past shows at Love Talk Network. Dot com. Well, I loved it. Is uh, we were going out, Paris. We were talking through um, high school, and we've talked through being happy and joyful, and what that means, and and going to Scripture and building this intimate relationship with God. And um, you've come through um, high school, your senior year, transitioning from a private Christian school to a public school, and kind of going through and being a light to others in that. And um, I'd like to ask you because I understand that you journal and um, that journaling has really helped you over the years to process your thoughts and, and your feelings. And I mean, I didn't even start journaling until my late 20s. And so help me to understand when and why you started journaling.
1: I started journaling right when I made my YouTube and I was reading that captivating book. So it was like at the height of like when I figured out my passion and like I really just wanted to do this and my mom had actually told me about it and was like this is what I did just to kind of release some things that were in my head and it was just felt so good just to get it out on paper and so I just tried it and at that time I had so um, many thoughts in my head and so many fears and I needed to release that to God and of course you can do that through prayer but also like I just needed to get it out on paper and get everything that I was Feeling and that I was thinking and my worries down because in that way that was me giving it um, up and it was releasing it from my heart and from my mind and uh, so that's my that's what I do and I kind of use it as just to pray by like writing and writing down my prayers. Um, because I felt like that gave me peace and that gave me that I was letting it go and like really giving it to God like that. So your journaling is, is a way for you to, to talk to God. Do you, mm-hmm. do you organize your thoughts in any way or do you just, just get it all out? No, uh, I would say I do not organize my thoughts at all. And I was thinking about this and I think that's the, um, awesome thing about journaling is because no one's going to see it. Only God knows your heart and you don't have to organize it in any kind of way. Um, because it doesn't matter and you can just get it all out there and write whatever you want and just let it go and I think that's the beautiful thing about it okay I love this because you're saying that journaling helped you release some
0: things that are in your head and I would say a lot of teenagers go I just need to release I need to go to a party I need to maybe do some drugs that will help me forget and not deal with this and so you're saying hey you don't need to go to a party. You don't need to do drugs. You don't need to vape. Go and pick up a journal and a pen get and get that stuff out on paper. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so good. And then you're actually able to go and look and see what you write on paper. Are you surprised sometimes with what comes out when you're putting pen to paper?
1: Um not at the time but when i look back at where i was and my mom even told me about this she was like you'll look back from years and be like where what was i doing or like (laughs) wow i can't believe i was so worried about that and that's so Mm -hmm. true like i've just looked about like back from when i started and i was just like like god's already worked through the people i was putting down on the paper and just my prayers i was praying for other people like Mm -hmm. it's just crazy and even this past year going from a christian school to um burn it like it was like it was crazy. I was just lost, and I didn't know where he wanted me, and if I should stay or if I should go. And like to see where I am now, and looking at things that I wrote, it was it's crazy to see that, and it's I think it's rewarding. I love that because you're able to look back and see
0: growth. And I you know, and one of the, my favorite things about King David, you know, he wrote all of these psalms. He came up with all of these songs, and I think maybe for David it was a release. He needed mm-hmm. to get it out. All right. That, that's a great tool to have in the tool chest. Everybody, go grab a journal and get a pen when you're looking for that release. And some teenagers And, some and, coffee. and, coffee. and some <laughs> That's <laughs> what I love to do.
2: Coffee, a journal, and a pen. That's all Paris needs. Uh, probably some lip gloss as well. <laughs> There you go. Um, uh, you know, the other thing that I keep coming back to, Paris, is your relationship with your mom. You know, there's a lot of teenagers who push back and push back and push back. When when parents suggest things, you know, oh Paris, what about a journal? Psh, whatever, you know, I can I can I can envision that yeah. with some teenagers, you know, not really respecting that mom's been there, mom gets it, mom's done this. Um, so for you to honor your mom the way that you have is is really precious, and I see that in all uh, you and your sisters, the way you honor your mom. I mean, last summer, you guys were all draped all over each other, having coffee and beignets and all over the place, uh, (laughs) and just enjoying one another, appreciating one another. And so mamas out there, you know, keep pressing in. We had a pastor tell us years ago, you know, when your kids hit 13, 14, 15, they're going to think they know it all, and they're going to try to push you away. But that's when you have to press in harder Because that's when they really need you the most, and they need your voice the most. So just to hear you talk so sweetly about your relationship with your mom is um, very refreshing (laughs) and uh, very... just edifying. And so great
0: job, Mama. Um, what an amazing job you've done. Well, and it, it also, I think, is a great thing because so many parents say, oh, well, they're teenagers. We're not supposed to have a good relationship. Right. No, parents, teenagers, you can still have a close, mm-hmm. loving, respectful, great relationship through those teenagers, teenage years. Probably takes a little bit extra work, right? Yeah. An investment, mm-hmm but we can maintain that relationship. Yeah, I love it. Well, Paris, I do have to brag on you a
2: little bit. So Paris moved from Christian school to public school, and there's a a difference in the level of basketball that is played. And Paris walks into this folk school, and they're so happy to have her. I can tell you that. I know that Coach Wood probably did a backflip when he heard that you were coming, um, because you really helped to transform. A team, and what was great is that one of our teammates from last summer um, on our select team was going to be one of your teammates there at Burnett, and so you already knew a couple of people going in. Um, but let me just tell you, listening friends, some of these awards that Paris won this year. She was district MVP. She was the Texas Girls Coaches Association Legacy All-Star. She was the Texas Association of Basketball Coaches All-State Team. She was a Texas Association of Basketball Coaches All-Star Team. She played in a, a, um All-Star Game where she won MVP of that All-Star Game, and she was also Academic All-State. I, the, there's not many other awards that you can grab as a senior in high school. She also took her team led her team to the state tournament. I went and watched her play at the state tournament because it was amazing. Um, and uh, they lost in the semifinals. But you made it to the state. Did you ever dream, Paris, walking into this season that you were going to get to step on the floor at the state championship? No, no way. No way. What a, a great work God has done in you through this transition. Okay, Paris, so you have all these awards. How do you stay so grounded and humble?
1: Um. So I would say, I'll just start. So like um, from the... So coming into Burn uh, and coming from a Christian school, I always had a dream to play for my hometown and in front of everyone and I was like that's never going to happen like it's just two different schools and like I knew where I was and I knew that my Christian school like that's where I needed to be um and I always just had this dream I really just wanted to do that but I knew it was never going to happen and it's just crazy not saying that God did it for that reason but like the extremes that he went to to bring me to burn it and that that he knew my heart and that still was a thing and I I got to play for my hometown um but throughout the season I just made it like, in the beginning, it was just kind of just going through the motions with the basketball team. Uh, loved all of them. They're great girls. Um, and in the middle, I just decided, like, okay, our season kind of has to take a turn. And I made a point to where we'd pray in the locker room before the game, not with the coach. We did it with the coach, but then also one where we could just get as a team and talk about the struggles and maybe something they were nervous about going into this game. Mm-hmm. And we would just pray about that and um, give that to the Lord and just give our season to Him because because I knew and a lot of the girls knew that like we couldn't go very far without Jesus or like we couldn't go very far. if We still have those fears in our way before stepping on the basketball court. And so we really made like um, a point to do that. And I would say that's where our season kind of, took a turning point is when we did that, like really in the way we played and the way we played together because we um, got more unified and there was no, like, tension or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think just giving him the whole season just released so much pressure off of us and we could just go out and play with no fear. Um, And about me staying grounded is it was hard in the middle of the season to, like, figure out where what God was doing and um, just trying to help me just stay um, not scared. I don't know, like, nervous or scared just because I didn't know what I, how I'd fit into this team coming into it. And so I just was like, no, I'm just going to play my game. Like, um, just pray about it and know that he's given me this talent and that's what I'm going to go out and do every single time on the basketball court and just be confident in how I play and who I am and that's pretty much what I did is I just made sure and I just gave him all the glory for everything because I knew that without him and without taking it to him that I would feel all these like pressures on me and that Mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't score maybe I shouldn't you know do so much you know but I just tried to That's how I really managed it. (laughs) So did I get this right? That So to get rid
0: of all the fears Mm -hmm. before heading out onto that court, y'all prayed. Mm -hmm. Wow. So prayer gets rid of fear. That's because perfect love casts out fear. I love it. When we Mm -hmm. press into our relationship with the Lord, when we draw close to him in prayer, he promises us that that. That love, that intimate love that he has for us, it's going to cast out that fear that's in your heart, Mm -hmm. and then you guys are able to head out onto that court as a cohesive group going after that win. Mm -hmm. It's really a special thing. Paris,
2: when we return from our break, I want you to tell our listening friends um, just kind of how your season ended and what some of your teammates did for you at the end of the year, uh, friends, you won't want to miss our last segment with Paris Sprinkley. You are listening to Love Talk with the Love Ladies, and we'll be right back. Right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkgater, Kathy Endebrock, and we do have to say we are missing our sweet, sweet Miss Evelyn. She is taking a sabbatical. I uh, hope to have her back very soon, but we know that she is in your thoughts and prayers, so we just wanted to say hello to her and uh, let you know that she is still with us in spirit today for sure. We feel her every every time we walk into this studio. So, Miss Evelyn, thank you so much and we we uh, we hope to see you soon. Uh, just c- recapping a little bit, we're here with Paris Brinkley, this beautiful young, way, young lady uh, who's telling us about her journeys uh, standing strong with Jesus uh, as she's an 18-year-old moved into a position this year that she never thought she'd be in at a public school and uh, bringing God right along with her. Paris, you've Put yourself out there now. You know, I, I love opening up my Instagram in the mornings and seeing your sweet, beautiful face um, <laughs> with your verses. Hey, everybody, here's our verse for today. And you just quickly share a verse for the day and then say, all right, have a good day, everyone. And it's precious. It's just, um, it's a great way to start my morning. Yeah. Um, get a little Paris in the morning it's a great way to start the day (laughs) so uh you know Paris you you talked about how you would huddle up your 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 team in the locker room and you guys would pray through your fears before you stepped onto the court and just release all those to God Uh, tell me how your teammates honored you uh, to finish up this season
1: Well, throughout the whole season and, like, toward the end, I was like, okay, like, this all affected me and, like, what God did for me and all that. But it wasn't until after the season and, like, after this year and, like, wrapping it up and uh, my teammates writing letters to me or even just little things that they would say saying that, like, they needed me this year. And not just for basketball but um, for other things and that they needed that person uh, at Burnett to stand strong or to be a friend to them and so that was really what made it all worth it and like mm-hmm. all the change and everything that it wasn't just affecting me and it wasn't just about how I was feeling but like recognizing that other people were affected by it in a good way and that's what made uh, just looking back at the change like It was all worth it, and that was the biggest reason that affected other people.
0: You know, because most people would say what made it worth it was the MVP title, the all-star team, the achievements, but you're saying that that what made it all worthwhile, I mean, it just kind of brings tears to my eyes, you know, because I'm like, it gives me hope for what God can do in the heart of youth when they Mm -hmm. just kind of wrap their arms around him in relationship What made it all worthwhile for you was not all of the successes on the court and the accolades and the titles. It was the difference that you made in other people's Mm -hmm. lives and their willingness to come out and say, I needed you this year. Mm -hmm. You were a game changer for me. That's pretty cool.
2: You know, Paris, I call those God winks. Yeah. You know, um, whenever God just says, hey, thank you, good and faithful servant, and and, and I'm going to show you. Um, how you've affected those around you, so hold on to that sister love yeah. because those are are sweet sweet moments and it's just a way that our our beautiful Creator, um, kind of gives us a pat on the back and um, makes us feel special. So that's really sweet.
0: Now I have I have a question because this kind of this is very uh, I think a, what a lot of Christians in high schools are will face and are facing and especially in college and mm-hmm. university campuses. I want you to share with us um, your story around this. You had a really difficult teacher this mm-hmm. year, your senior year in high school, that was overtly, overtly non-Christian, and showed a disdain for Christian thought. So, what what did you do to combat this negativity? Where were you able to really express your Christian beliefs, or what did you? Do there? I mean, you want to pass the class and not flunk it, right? <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do
1: there? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Every time, like every time I walked out of that classroom, I had a sick feeling in my stomach. Like every time I was in there, I felt like I was just like, I was like alone. Like he'd be saying things, and like people wouldn't say anything. And I'd be like, What is everyone doing? Like you're encouraging it, or like I don't know. I just always had this sick feeling in my stomach every time I would walk out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I showed my Christian beliefs, but more in a subtle way, not right in his face or try to argue with him or um, bring up those conversations. Um, and I, he would always talk about how all religions were the truth. That's kind of how he talked, was like, every you can have your own religion, whatever works for you, like, it's all truth. And um, I chose to show my Christian beliefs through the papers that I wrote. Um because I felt like I could write about Jesus, and instead of being like, "Well, this is what this is the religion I have, and like so this is what I believe," no, like I wrote it as it's all truth. Like my paper was based on the truth, and like that's how it was. Like um, it was truth with a capital T. Truth, yeah, <laughs> about Jesus and about um, a Christian, and I wrote it with confidence knowing that what I was talking about was true and he would come up to me and just be like, I really like this. Like he would say little things like, I really like this. It kind of gives me hope or something like that. But like, yeah, he didn't believe in it. And so I was like, I know that something in there is turning in his mind and I, I wasn't going to be mad at him or take it out on him or argue with him in class about it. But I chose to do it for my papers. Um, Cause I felt like that was the best way to speak confidently like that. So you're saying that, uh, you know,
2: for you, in order to impact this man's life, you did it in a way that showed him the goodness and the graciousness that our very Savior shows us, yeah. um, grace, mm-hmm. um, because we, we don't deserve anything that we've mm-hmm. been given, but yet through the grace of God, that's what we're given, and that's what you showed him. Um, I love that, Paris. Uh, you know, Second Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory, that far outweigh them all. So I, I think this might have been preparing you for college because, oh, as Kathy sure. said, you know, as you walk onto a college campus, very, you know, many professors on many college campuses, very liberal, liberal-minded, um, are very set in their views. And for a voice to come in that's, re- that's respectful, well-spoken, and can articulate What you believe in a way that's um, persuasive and winsome instead of combative and argumentative is incredibly refreshing. So I think that will serve you well in the future for sure.
0: Well, and I love that, you know, there's a – it's either Proverbs or Psalm. It's got to be Proverbs, right? It's got to be Proverbs. It says a gentle answer turns away wrath. Mm. And, I mean, I I think going into a classroom environment or any environment where the person in charge has that disdain for Christianity, um, that's a very difficult thing. And you can say, all right, either I'm just going to tell that person what they want to hear and I'm I'm not even going to enter into this battle, or – why should I even press forward? That person's, you know, never going to accept Christ anyway. So you ignore it or you become combative and you are as much in their face as they are in yours. I mean, there's so many different ways to approach it. And I love that you went into it with um, you were gentle, you were gracious, but you did not compromise your faith. And in those papers where you had a voice where, um, you know, not in that open public form of the classroom to be in his face, but in those papers, you shared the truth of Christ and the truth of your faith and the truth of the beliefs. And he turned around and said, Hey, I like, I like that. Mm -hmm. That, that gives me hope that that's pretty neat. That's
2: impressive. That's impressive. Well, friends, we sure have enjoyed our time with Paris Brinkley today. Now, I, if there's any misunderstanding here, I mean, Kathy brought this up at the break. There's, there should be no misunderstanding here. Paris is fierce, right? She has broken both arms playing basketball, broken her back, broken her nose, yet here she is sitting with us perfectly healthy and ready to step on a college basketball court. <laughs> um, I love your tenacity on the basketball court, Paris, and that – overflows in your tenacity to share the word of Christ and to be a light for young people all over. What a blessing social media is because you have no idea how many people you have impacted just through
1: YouTube or Instagram. Tell us, Paris, how do we find you? How can our listening friends find you? You can find me on YouTube at Think Brink and then on Instagram at Paris Brink. Um, and then I also have a blog called um, Godfidence is Bliss. But to find me, all you have to type in is pbrink.blog on the Internet, and it will just pop up. pbrink.blog, mm-hmm.
2: pbrink.blog, and that will get you to Godfidence I, is Bliss. I love that. I guess that's original. You came up with yeah. that on your own. Yeah. Godfidence,
1: Kathy. Oh, well, a confidence is, is actually a word, but like okay. confidence is bliss. I can't. I came up with that. Confidence is bliss. I love
0: it. I that. like it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the book coming
1: out. Godfidence
0: is bliss. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> In a few years, we'll be interviewing you for the Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: So pbrink.blog. dot blog. You can find her there. You can go to her YouTube channel, Think Brink, and then Instagram. Tell us again, Instagram. It's just Paris Brink. Paris Brink. Paris Brink on Instagram. So go follow all of those because you will be incredibly blessed by this beautiful young woman, Paris Brinkley. Uh, you know, Kathy, what a great day today has been. And I know our listening friends are blessed by just a, a light in this, a teenage light in this world. Do not sell our teenagers short. They have so much to give, and they're such beautiful, amazing people. I have a friend that calls her teenagers her super teens, and and I love that. Um, we Our teenagers have so much to give. It's our job. It's our job to cultivate that and to point that in the right direction. So, uh, you know, friends, I know it's Saturday afternoon and you're wondering, okay, how, how can I find out more about this God that you're talking about? How can I find out more about this Jesus that Paris is so graciously shows all those around her? You know what? Find a church, friends, tonight, tomorrow morning. Go find a church that is preaching the Bible. They are all over. A church that brings the word to life for you, that opens up scripture that doesn't twist it, that doesn't turn it, that speaks the truth from the Bible. Find one of those churches in your local area. If you don't know where to find one, call us on the Love Line 512. 512- 249-6535 will help point you in the right direction. You know that you can always find us on Love Talk Network. Uh, so thankful to Kathy and her husband, Eric, for getting all of our archives up to date. We have had so many requests um, for our, our archives back to our unplanned show um, and our, our mini shows uh, promoting life and just the pursuit of that and then this wonderful series that we've had on the a day in the life of a witness. So thank you, Kathy, for that. Friends, until next time, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader for my friend Kathy Enderbrock and of course, Miss Evelyn Davison. We'll see you next time on Love Talk.